Hello and welcome to another episode of Deepening Faith. In this podcast, we're exploring what it's like to be a Christian as a teenager and talking about some of the issues which affect our lives and our faith. In today's episode, we are talking to Lucy Engels about trust, how we do it, what it means, and how we can trust God through the trying times that we might experience as teenagers. This episode is about trusting God. Can you give us any examples or like in day-to-day life where trusting in God has been key? So I work for the Message Trust in Manchester. Uh, I'm not from Manchester. Uh, I'm not even from England. Not that you can tell. My accent is very confused. I'm actually from a, a town in South Wales called Neath. So I moved to Manchester in 2013 to do Message Academy, which is kind of the Messages Gap Year, where we learn all about the Bible, about faith and how to share our faith with our friends. Yeah, that was a big trust situation for me. I can't say I particularly was like, yes, I'm going to move to England. This is my favorite thing in the world. I'm not going to lie. That's not how I felt. Up and moving was was a big deal. And I thought that I was just going to be here for 10 months. Um, here I am like eight years later. Like was this whole thing about trusting God as to what actually did he want with my life? Like, did he want me uh, to finish and go back to Wales? Or did he want me to stay and, and do all these things? I mean, obviously, you can see he wanted me to stay and he wanted me to do Brightline and all these crazy things uh, to tell people about, about him and to tell people about Jesus. But that whole situation was incredibly eye-opening in the sense of having to trust God with the decisions I made, with the, the life in the sense of job, even with my husband now, I was dating. We were like, what do we do? Do we both move to Wales? Do we both move to Manchester? So many different questions. And all, all of it, just just holding on and trusting that God knew what He was doing, and and He did. How do you trust God in like the little things every day? It's not necessarily something that I think or notice every day, but I, if you stop and, and and think and try to try to work out where those little moments are where you trusted God, they're de- they're definitely there um, every day. I think someone someone today said to me um, that trusting in God doesn't mean that your life's going to be perfect. It just means that that you trust God, that, that that his promises are true. And so I think trusting in God on a daily basis is is, is so key. Even with, we were talking just, just before, just about like lockdown and, and COVID and all that kind of stuff, trusting that God actually has a plan for my life, for, for my day to day. It's the small things. I think you can see God's faithfulness in everything that you do. Even, even the fact that, you know, I have somewhere to live, like I have a job, I have all of these things, and that daily is a is a is a reminder that that God is faithful and that actually He, yeah, He is who He says He is. Uprooting yourself to to England, did you ever question whether this is actually like was there a lot of questioning, or did you just throw yourself in? Oh man, I. So the whole story of how I ended up even applying for Academy is this whole thing. So my dad put on this event and these uh, this band called Malachi, which is an absolute throwback. Uh, <laughs> they they were invited, they came to play some music and one of the guys, he just straight up asked me, he was like, what, what are you doing with your life? And I was like, nothing. <laughs> do I need an answer for this? And he was like, no, he was like, you should you should do this thing. And I was like, cool. So I was like, academy, don't really know if this is my vibe. Long story short, by the end of the weekend, I'd printed out the, the application form and all this kind of stuff and I'd filled it in. Did I ever did I ever question it? Oh my goodness. I questioned it before I got here, when I got here, as the year was going on. <laughs> like, had I done the right thing? There were so many things that had happened uh kind of before 
Um, so I was, again, I was dating my now husband, but we broke up and then I moved to Manchester and I was like, oh shoot, have I done the right thing? I don't know. Um, and then when we got here, I was like, oh, this isn't really my vibe. These, these, like, I'm not the same as these people uh, that I was on the course with, some of whom are now my best friends. Um, just, yeah, they're amazing. And so definitely, I definitely questioned many times as to whether this was what God uh, had in store for me. But yeah, I think I think the big thing there is that sometimes, sometimes it's just trusting God and having faith. Like you might be in the weird, this weirdest place where you're like, I don't know where God is right now, but actually just having uh, that sheer trust and sheer faith that God is is always there. That was a very long-winded answer to to your question. <laughs> Did you meet some of your bandmates in the Message Academy? So funny story. So I I technically met them all while I was on Message Academy, but they had done Message Academy the year before. So Brightline started in 2013. So there was four members that year. So I actually saw their first ever performance while I was on Academy and I remember it and they're really embarrassed about it, but I thought it was great. And we did a little dance uh, <laughs> to it. Uh, unfortunately, the previous singer moved back to Norway. And so I got the absolute privilege and opportunity to step in and be part of Brightline and the boys are amazing, love them dearly. We're, we're family at this point. Yeah, we, we love each other very much. Do you think your experience made you want to work in our high school? You know what? I never, ever wanted to be someone that somebody would look up to, if that makes sense. I was quite happy being the person in the background, kind of not necessarily speaking up front or doing any of that kind of stuff and I think the the thought of actually doing that in a high school I'm not gonna lie was terrifying for a long time as I like, I'm not the right person like I'm not very good at, at the upfront speaking um we were just chatting a couple of minutes ago about how someone has asked me to go speak at their church and I was like freaking out because I'm like that's not what I think I'm I'm good at I'm just like oh no but then I think with having been a teenager a being a teenager and being a Christian in school, I think there's often this weirdness where people are like, oh, you're a Christian, that's a little bit weird. You don't believe the same things as I do. You don't listen to the same music as I do. You don't look like me. And you guys you guys might know this. You might, you might understand exactly what I'm saying. And um, I think it's so important for us to, to, to be like... So w when I got the opportunity to be in Byline, I was like, this is when we can show that Christians are not weird. We're not these like weird aliens who have like we're people who love people who love Jesus. Like we're not these weird these weirdos that do you know what I mean that some people that might might think that we are. And and I think the opportunity to get to go in to schools and just be real with these with these um, young people is such an incredible opportunity. And actually, we did get the opportunity to go back to my old high school. And I went to a Welsh high school, so I did my bit in Welsh. And the boys thought I was joking, just thought I was talking gibberish. Uh, <laughs> but I promise I was, I was, I was doing what I was supposed to do. And yeah, just to be able to go and just share uh, Jesus with these young people and these these teachers, actually, that they were still there. Yeah, was an incredible privilege. And uh, yeah, it's amazing to get to do what we do. So you went back to your own school. How did you find, like, because you're evangelizing to these people how did you find and how did you trust god in telling your teachers that you are a christian 
so like I said, it, it it was incredible to get to go to my old high school and, and do what we do. But I, it was also one of these really weird situations where um, my sister still went to the school. My sister doesn't doesn't believe in Jesus. She doesn't love Jesus. Um, and so the weirdest and most kind of difficult aspect of that school's day was when my sister's class was in the room. And to be able to trust God in that situation was key because I could have kind of locked up and not shared Jesus or not shared what it is that we that we were sharing that day. That could, that could have been that moment where I chickened out and I was like, absolutely not, this is not me. Uh, Daniel, why don't you come and or <laughs> Joe, Jacob, come and do these things because I, I I don't I don't want to. But it's in that moment where um, trusting God that He has all of this in hand um, was absolutely key. Uh, just in the sense of like I didn't didn't shy away from anything. Like obviously she's my sister, she loves me, I love her. Like there was there's no weirdness in that sense, but. But to have two very different opinions on something that's so foundational to me, yeah, was 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 very weird. But God absolutely worked through that, and I can't say that that she believes in Jesus yet or or, or anything. But that seed is sown in that situation. So yeah, no, it was amazing. Yeah, a lot of confidence to be able to go over and say what you think and speak what you believe, even when you know people disagree with you. How do the students react to coming into the school? Like, do you often see a lot of committing to Jesus in schools when you go? So students, I'm not going to lie, never ever have any issues with anything we're saying. They're so excited uh, to have someone that's not their teacher uh, <laughs> talking to them. And I'm sure you guys would be exactly the same. You'd rather have a band than, the, than, than two hours of maths. Just getting the flu jab, everybody was buzzing. <laughs> Yeah. Well, I like to think that we're more more interested and more fun than the flu jab. So, uh, <laughs> uh, yeah. So I honestly can't can't think of a time where the students haven't um, engaged, um, answered questions, asked questions, had a good time. I think we we kind of go in. We don't really take ourselves too seriously. Is is the thing. So we're we're there to have fun. If something goes wrong, we laugh at ourselves. There was one school we went to where the kids started a chant about garlic bread. And we actually cried because it was so funny and the teachers didn't know what to do. <laughs> this is absolutely fantastic. But yeah, <laughs> back to the question. What we do uh, do is we do um, what we like to call end of week gigs. And so, so we'd be in school maybe Monday to Friday. We'd see hundreds of kids and then we'd invite them throughout the week then to uh, a gig at the end um, of the week. And that's where we have the opportunity then to to ask kids if they want to follow Jesus and, and give their lives to Jesus. And and honestly, there has never been a gig where someone hasn't responded. I mean, every single gig someone has responded. We once did a gig, actually nobody turned up. I'm not gonna lie. It was it it was a weird it was a weird time. Uh nobody turned up. The only people in the room were the stewards uh, and the church um kind of leaders and the people looking after the church. Uh, but even then we did what we did. We trusted that God had a plan and actually the stewards responded to Jesus, uh, which was absolutely incredible. We were like, this is going to be awful. Uh, but actually... Did you still play? Oh, we still played full on. We we did acoustic songs. We got down. We danced with, with the stewards. We were like, 
this is it. I mean, this is what we're doing. But again, it, <laughs> we came out to do this. We're not going to stop. Exactly, exactly. That was it. And uh, but <laughs> like, like, like we're talking about, it comes fully back down to trusting uh, that God is doing what he needs to do. And in that moment, those people responded to Jesus. Um, and so it was amazing. So yeah, so we do end of week gigs where there might be thousands of people or, or there might be four. Um, but we trust that God um, is still there. He's still doing his thing and um, that people will say yes, yes to him. How would you encourage someone our age who doesn't know other Christians to keep trusting God even through difficult situations? Firstly, just straight up know that God uh, is with you at all points. He's always got your back. Like there's never a situation where he's not going to be there. Uh, like I said a little bit earlier on, <laughs> believing in Jesus and having a relationship with with Jesus doesn't mean that life's going to be easy or always great. But knowing that God is always there is such an encouragement um, in all of these in all of these situations. And I think I would also say, just always remember to be you. It sounds really strange in the sense of that's not really the question that you asked. But always being you. Do you know what I mean? Not shying away from what from what you believe because you have friends who might might not believe the same thing as you but actually you guys are friends and so they're willing to accept you for who you are but you also find that they're probably very open to what you have to say about Jesus and so I think if you're um, confident in who you are confident in Jesus know that you are who he says you are then then I think you're absolutely absolutely flying yeah and just and just trusting in God sometimes it's difficult but yeah as a final question in our podcast, we like to ask our guests, at what point do you think your faith has been the deepest, deepening faith and weakest? It's quite, it's quite in there, but gosh, wow. I, I'm not going to lie. I thought you were going to ask uh, what time to go to bed and I thought it was going to be a funny question. <laughs> um, uh, what time do I think my faith has been the strongest and the weakest? Wow. My faith has been the weakest when I was around 15, 14, 15. Um, I very much didn't want anything to do with God. I didn't want anything to do with Jesus, church, any of that kind of stuff. I was very much pushed that uh, to one side and I didn't yeah, didn't want anything to do with that at that point. So I think that was probably where my faith was the weakest. But I think it's just such a good question. You guys have absolutely nailed this. I feel like the cop-out would say now, but that's I don't think that's necessarily true. <laughs> I think my faith was very during uh, lockdown and COVID because we didn't have just, just outwardly processing. I didn't have anything except for Jesus. Do you know what I mean? Like obviously, obviously I had a house. I had my husband. I had the. I had my cats. Like I had physical things, but I didn't have anything except for Jesus at that point. My hope was firmly uh, in Him. It still is. Obviously, that's not what I'm saying. But I think lockdown did such an interesting thing in people where kind of it made made people um kind of focus on the things that were important and i think in that time um just to be able to to stop and realize that actually um my focus is on jesus and and without him then i actually don't have anything We loved talking to Lucy today. Thank you so much to her for taking the time to come on the podcast. You can also get involved with these conversations by emailing deepeningfaith at ucb.co.uk with any stories you'd like to share about your faith. 
If you're enjoying this podcast, we'd love it if you can share it with your friends and subscribe wherever you're listening. Thank you for joining us on Deepening Faith. See you soon.